Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online Masters of Social Work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What is up, everybody? My name is Kyle Matovic. I am the host of the In Liberty and Health podcast, where we talk all things liberty, health and wellness, and beyond. My hope is to encourage and spread the message of liberty and physical and mental well-being. I hope you enjoy all the topics we talk about with our guests. We're on all major streaming platforms, so please sit back, relax, and enjoy. do a little solo cast today um i've been seeing a lot of people sharing around an article about how COVID 19 attacks adipose tissue so we're going to get into a few studies and we're going to talk about why obese people tend to um have more severe outcomes with covid and how this applies once again to our greater liberty and health um i, I want to throw this disclaimer out here real quick before we start getting into brass tacks here if you are obese, you are not a bad person. If you have an excessive amount of body fat, you are not a bad person. Um, people tend to conflate this. My point here is that if you have some excess body fat, that that is an independent risk factor for greater mortality and greater um, severe disease, right? You can name people you know that live to 100 years old that smoked a pack of cigarettes every single day and lived longer than a person who worked out every single day, excuse me, and had a perfect diet. You know, there's exceptions to every rule. But um, I just want to put that out there so people don't feel like I'm attacking them because they're overweight or whatever. I'm not here to do that. I'm here to encourage people with good information and facts so they can structure their lives in a way that makes them healthier or at least just give them the information so they know what to do if they feel like they want to go down the journey of health if you if you're heavier you're overweight you have a higher bmi and you're okay with that and you accept that risk that's okay you're not a bad person you just have to understand that your risk profile is so that you may be at a greater chance of um, overall mortality versus somebody who's a little bit leaner. Once again, you are not a bad person. There's nothing inherently wrong with that. It's just this is an independent risk factor. I cannot caveat that enough. Um, People just oftentimes want to think that you're attacking them when you're saying that. And I sincerely um, 
am not. I have plenty of family members who are obese and I know plenty of people who are and they're doing, they're making great steps to change. And I know what it's like to be heavier because I was at one point 70 pounds heavier than what I am now. I had aches and pains, um, probably what was depression. I mean, it, it was hard and losing all that weight was very difficult. It took a long time and it took a lot of effort, but you know, it, it's not that I don't relate. I, I just, just want people to understand where I'm coming from. And I want to arm people with the knowledge that they may need to go forward and become better if they so choose. So we're going to share the screen here. Um, let me see if I can do this properly. All right, here we are. Um, we're going to define adipose tissue before we start rock and rolling. So adipose tissue is commonly known as body fat. It's found all over the body. It can be found under the skin, subcutaneous fat, packed around internal organs, which is your visceral fat between the muscles within bone marrow and in breast tissue and beyond. Um, women tend to store it in the butt and thighs, um, whereas adipose tissue found in the body, structure and location, adipose tissue is distributed within two compartments of the human body, um, peridial and subcutaneous, which is embedded in the connective tissue under the skin, visceral fat, which surrounds internal organs, such as eyeballs or kidneys. Um, I had Dr. Ted Naiman on for episode 22, I believe it was. Check it out. We kind of talked about insulin resistance and how that kind of is. And basically what that means is that your fat cells are no longer willing to accept the fat. So it spills over and gets into your bloodstream, raises the triglycerides, which are a form of fat in the bloodstream because your cells are no, willing, no longer willing to accept that energy. And after a certain point that it starts pouring into your viscera, which is the fat surrounding your organs, it can cause damage that way, which is very, very bad. So once again, we're not here to condemn people who are obese or overweight. We're here to encourage them or just give people the information they need to go forward and make changes. So I would highly recommend that everybody listen to episode 22 of my podcast to get a lot of good information on, um, you know, how to lose body weight and the importance of protein and uh, exercise on how to reduce your BMI, your body weight and improve your overall metabolic health. I'm um, also Dr. Philip Ovedia on, um, I want to say this one of the earlier episodes, probably around maybe 11 or so. If you just scroll back through my, um, my feed, you'll find it. So anyways, moving on here, let me see if I can move this. Oh, perfect. Um, this is the article that everybody was sharing. The coronavirus attacks fat tissue, scientists find from the New York Times. Um, the research may help explain why people who are overweight and obese have been at higher risk of severe illness and death from COVID. Well, before I start reading on this article here, um, I think everybody has known for a long time that once again, obesity is an independent risk factor. If you are obese, that raises your risk overall of mortality and severity of disease in just about any avenue. You can be of a higher body weight and be fit. Um, I don't know the exact parameters, how you measure that, but you can be, you know, once again, don't ask me, I'm not a doctor. I'm just a fitness enthusiast, mechanic, a political commentator and musician. You know, don't, don't look at me for all your medical advice. I can kind of take you to the water, but, you know, ask your doctor about how you can drink. <laughs> Um, so we'll start reading on here. From the start of the pandemic, the coronavirus seemed to target people carrying extra pounds. Patients who were overweight or obese were more likely to develop severe COVID-19 and more likely to die. Though these patients often have health conditions like diabetes that compound their risk, scientists have become increasingly convinced that their vulnerability has something to do with obesity itself. 
Um, later on the article, they're going to touch on the idea that your fat cells are basically a reservoir for COVID-19. And um, a lot of the good health people who have kind of touched this topic, quite a hot topic, um, have explained this a lot, that people who are obese tend to have a higher viral, higher viral load and more viral shedding, which would mean that you are more able to spread COVID because you have more severe COVID. And the adipose tissue, your body fat, actually serves as a reservoir for that, which makes your sickness that much worse. Now researchers have found that the coronavirus infects both fat cells and certain immune cells within body fat, prompting a damage, damaging defensive response in the body. The bottom line is, quote, oh my God, indeed the virus can infect fat cells directly, said Dr. Philip Scherer, a scientist who studies fat cells at UT Southwestern Medical Center in Dallas, who is not involved in the research. Um, whatever happens to fat doesn't stay in fat, he added, it affects the neighboring tissues as well. The research is not yet been peer-reviewed or published in a scientific journal but it was posted online in october if the findings hold up they may shed light not just on why patients with excess pounds are vulnerable to the virus but also on why certain younger adults with no other risks become so ill everybody has adipose tissue to some degree right um and this is the problem with kind of america as we stand right now is that we are a very obese and unhealthy nation and our standards for health kind of get lower and lower and lower and lower right so they say young and healthy but they're not always young and healthy um the study's senior authors dr tracy mclaughlin and dr Catherine blish of the stanford university school of medicine suggested that the evidence could point to new COVID treatments that target body fat. Nancy Achilles heel that the virus utilizes to evade our protective immune responses by hiding in this place. Dr. Vishwa Deep Dixit, a professor of comparative medicine and immunology at Yale School of Medicine said, the finding is particularly relevant to the United States, which has one of the highest rates of obesity in the world. Most American adults are overweight and 42% have obesity. Black, Hispanic, Native American, and Alaska Native people in the US have higher obesity rates than white adults and Asian Americans. They have also disproportionately affected by the pandemic with death rates, roughly double those of white Americans. Um, shout out to Tiger Fitness. I had Mark Lobliner on my show. I believe that was episode 22. I don't breeze back through. We kind of hit everything. He's absolutely hilarious and he's spot on with a lot of these issues and he's been kind of skeptical of the whole COVID regime as well. So uh, yeah, shout out to him. And plus uh, the outright bars and his pre-workouts, his electrolytes, everything I've had from his company is solid. Um, reading on, this could well be contributing to severe disease. Dr. Blish said, we, we're seeing the same inflammatory cytokines that I see in the blood of the really sick patients being produced in response to infection of those tissues. So basically what they're saying there is that um, whenever people get infected with COVID, your body generates a antibody response, right? Or an inflammatory response, because inflammation isn't always necessarily bad. When you exercise, you actually create an inflammatory response, and then you subsequently build more muscle through amino acids, protein, and water to build more muscle from that inflammation, right? You tear down the muscle, cause inflammation, it repairs, it comes back stronger. That's how you build more muscle. So the inflammatory response isn't always necessarily bad but it can be. So this cytokine storm, um, it's, it's an inflammatory cytokine storm from the adipose tissue when people get sick. 
Um, body fat use used to be thought of it as an insert, a form of storage, but scientists now know that tissue biologically active is biologically active, producing hormones and immune system proteins that act on other cells, promoting a state of nagging low-grade inflammation, even when there's no infection. So as you carry more body fat, you become more inflamed. Um, typically, as people get older, they tend to carry more weight. And both of those things cause what people call inflammation. We'll get into that a little bit later, though. Um, inflammation is the body's response to an invader. Sometimes it can be so vigorous that it is more harmful than the infection that triggered it. The more fat mass, and in particular visceral fat mass, the worse your inflammatory response, Dr. Dr. McLaughlin said, referring to the abdominal fat that surrounds the internal organs. Fat tissue is composed mostly of fat cells or adipocytes. It also contains preadipocytes, which mature into fat cells and a variety of immune cells, including a type called adipose tissue macrophages. Dr. McLaughlin, Dr. Blish, and their colleagues carried out experiments to see if fat tissue obtained from bariatric surgery patients could become infected with the coronavirus and tracked how various types of cells responded. The fat cells themselves could become infected, the scientists found, yet they did not become very inflamed. But certain immune cells called macrophages could also be infected, and they developed a robust inflammatory response. Even stranger, the preadipocytes were not infected, but contributed to the inflammatory response. Scientists did not examine whether particular variants were more destructive in this regard than others. Um, if I'd gone on a limb, I would say that the earlier COVID that we saw was probably bad. And then over time, it seems like these viruses get less and less deadly in the name of spreading to more people because the virus wants to live on, right? Typically, people, animals do what's in their best self-interest or, you know, their self-preservation. So they're going to do whatever they can to spread their seed or maintain their life. Virus wants to continue to spread because people develop natural immunity or vaccine immunity. Um, it's going to do whatever it can to evade that. And we're seeing that with the Omicron. Um, there are studies coming out of South Africa to suggest that people who have natural immunity are actually more likely to get infected. But... The uh, caveat being is that it's a much lesser degree of sickness, so people don't get as sick from it because the virus wants to spread to more people, so it gets more transmissible, but a lot less deadly. Um, I've heard a lot of people say that that's a sign of a virus becoming endemic, which means that it's basically now just like a low-grade cold because it can live on that way, right? Once again, not a doctor, just kind of what I'm picking up on from the research that I've done personally. The research team also obtained fat tissue from the bodies of European patients who had died of COVID and discovered the coronavirus and fat near various organs. The idea that adipose tissue might serve as a reservoir for pathogens is not new, Dr. Dixit said. Body fat is known to harbor a number of them, including HIV and influenza virus. The coronavirus appears to be able to evade the body fat's immune defenses, which are limited and incapable of fighting it effectively. And in people who are obese, there can be a lot of body fat. Um, an idea, an, a man whose ideal weight is 170 pounds, but who weighs 250 pounds, carrying a substantial amount of fat in which the virus may, quote unquote, hang out, replicate and trigger a destructive immune system response, said Dr. Cass, a professor of cardiology at Johns Hopkins. Um, to quote him, if you really are very obese, fat is the biggest single organ in your body. And if you think about that, yeah, if you were to remove let's say you're 200 pounds, right? You have to think your heart probably only weighs, if we're being generous, maybe like eight pounds. Now, I don't know, but it's just a guess. Um, if you're 200 pounds and once again, 30% body fat, then that means you have 60 pounds of fat. 
that other 140 pounds of lean tissue, you know, makes up muscle, bone, organs, water weight. That's all considered lean tissue, right? So this is why it's important to, you know, eat protein, work out, walk a lot. So that way you can reduce the fat mass and increase the lean mass. As, as the inflammatory response snowballs, cytokines trigger even more inflammation, the release of additional cytokines. It's like a perfect storm, he said. Oh, I skipped over a paragraph. The coronavirus can affect the tissue and actually reside there. He said, whether it hurts, hurts it, kills it, or at best, it's a place to amplify itself. It doesn't matter. It becomes kind of a reservoir. Dr. Blish and her colleagues speculated that infected body fat may even contribute to long COVID, a condition describing troublesome symptoms like fatigue that persists for weeks or months after recovery from an acute episode. Um, a lot of people have talked about long COVID, and as far as I know, it's a very, very small minority. I shouldn't say very, very small minority, but about 10% of people who get COVID experience long haul COVID symptoms. There may be more data. That was just the last thing I heard from a function functional medicine doctor who sent a study into my inbox. Um, I subscribed to his newsletter, uh, Chris Kresser, for anybody who knows him. Some people think he's a quack. Um, you know, I, I think just pretty much whoever you can get good information from, um, they're worth checking out and, you know, even take people you can get bad information from so you know, <laughs> you know, who not to listen to. The data also suggests that COVID vaccines and treatments may need to take into account the patient's weight and fat stores. Um, this is another thing that actually, if you are more obese, then your body doesn't generate antibodies the same way that a lean person does. So why haven't we heard from our experts to lose weight, take care of yourself, and try to get those extra pounds off? Because if you're leaner, then the vaccines and natural immunity actually have a greater um, response. It's more effective if you're leaner and have less body fat. This paper is another wake-up call for the medical profession and public health to look more deeply into the issues of overweight and obese individuals and the treatments and vaccines we're giving them, said Barry Bopkin, a professor of nutrition at University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill, who has studied heightened risk that COVID poses to those with obesity. We keep documenting the risk they have, but we still aren't addressing it. Um, that's it for that article. Um, there's a study here. I believe this is the study mentioned in the article. Um, I'll just read the abstract real quick. The COVID-19 pandemic caused by the viral pathogen SARS-CoV-2 is taking the lives of a million individuals around the world. Obesity is associated with adverse COVID-19 outcomes, but the underlying mechanism is unknown. In this report, we demonstrate that human adipose tissue from multiple depots is permissive to SARS-CoV-2 infection. That infection elicits an inflammatory response, including the secretion of known inflammatory mediators of severe COVID-19. We identified two cellular, cellular targets of SARS-CoV-2 infection in adipose tissue, mature adipocytes and adipose tissue macrophages. Adipose tissue macrophage infection is largely restricted to a highly inflammatory subpopulation of macrophages present at baseline that is further activated in response to SARS-CoV-2 infection. Pre-adipocytes, while not infected, adopt a pro-inflammatory phenotype. We further demonstrate that SARS-CoV-2 RNA is detectable in adipocytes in COVID-19 autopsy cases and is associated with an inflammatory infiltrate. Collectively, our findings indicate that adipose tissue supports SARS-CoV-2 infection and pathogenic inflammation and may explain the link between obesity and severe COVID-19. Um, just to wrap that up real quick, one sentence summary it says here, our work provides the first in vivo evidence of SARS-CoV-2 infection in human adipose tissue and describes the associated inflammation. 
like this below. We'll keep reading on here. But once again, it's just very important that people realize, especially after these last two years, it's important to just do what you can to lose weight. And I'm not saying everybody has to have uh, veins showing in their abs and, you know, popping in the thighs of freaking veins and, you know, 22 inch arms. I'm not saying that. I'm saying let's take what steps you can right now to improve your health. And that's what I really hope to do with this podcast. And I hope everybody shares it with as many people as they can to get them healthier. And I want to bring this culture about, and I want more and more libertarians as well to be healthier, more robust individuals that can carry the message of liberty, you know, in their daily lives and in the lives of their peers to spread this message. Um, it's very, very important to me, and I hope that this message resonates with a lot of people, and I hope that a lot of people find what I'm doing helpful and want to share it with those that they feel like they need it. Um, from nature.com, why are obese people more vulnerable to COVID? Dated June 24th, 2021. Um, it was clear relatively early in the pandemic that a handful of risk factors dramatically impacted the severity of COVID-19. Among them were advanced age and obesity. Both appeared to reduce the body's ability to fight off infection leaving people more prone to acute illness, hospitalization, and death. Um, I think everybody knew right out from the outset, as soon as we started getting more and more information in, that this did disproportionately affect the obese and the elderly. Once again, it's not to say there's anything inherently wrong with those people, but they were disproportionately affected because both of those are independent risk factors for severe disease. Um, I don't want to read this every last little word but we'll kind of breeze through it um in a healthy body adipose tissue plays a positive role serving as a reservoir of energy in times of food scarcity fat tissue is also full of immune system cells in lean healthy individuals it secretes factors that are anti-inflammatory and protective i believe that's the difference between white fat tissue and brown fat tissue there's a lot of nuance there that i'm just not that educated on but um, a lot of the guys in the health and wellness space kind of covered that. So you could look up, I think, people like Ben Bickman, Ben Greenfield, Mike Mutzel. Those guys kind of talk about that a lot. And they believe that I, I think sauna may have some benefits there. Like I said, I'm just not that educated on it. Um, look up more in the health and wellness guys. It, that's just a little bit out of my purview. And I think for a lot of the average person, it's out of their purview as well. It, it's just almost seems arbitrary because the average person doesn't understand even, you know, just adipose tissue alone. Um, reading on in the article, if however, the fat tissue becomes unhealthy, as often happens in people with obesity, it can become dysfunctional and secrete hormones and other chemical signals that promote chronic low-grade inflammation. This constant simmering state, often present in elderly as well as obese people, is not the same as normal inflammation, which is self-limiting and part of the body's response to infection excuse me, damaged cells and other treatments. Chronic inflammation raises the risk of a number of conditions, including autoimmune diseases, certain cancers and ailments of the heart, pancreas, lungs, stomach, and reproductive system. May also be the reason high BMI or body mass index is associated with poor outcomes from infectious diseases, including COVID-19. Researchers are still working out the mechanisms by which this inflammation occurs. One hypothesis is that when fat cells become overloaded with nutrients, the resulting intercellular stress can trigger an inflammatory cascade. One way to think about it is with obesity, people store a lot of substances in the fat cells, but they also begin to release more than normal as they grow. 
This is Andrew Greenberg, director of the Obesity Laboratory and at the Gene Mayer USDA Human Nutrition Center on Aging and Tufts University. These circulate in the blood and bind to immune cells in the liver and muscle. This leads to release of inflammatory factors. Um, another possibility is that when fat tissue builds up, it becomes hypoxic or lacking in oxygen. This too can activate inflammatory pathways. Um, third pathway concerns infiltration of immune cells called macrophages and adipose tissue. In addition, Walsh says, when engorged fat cells begin to die, the body has trouble ridding itself of this tissue. This contributes to a lot of toxicity and sets off a cascade where all sorts of bad things happen. Poor diet also play a role in increasing inflammation. According to a 2019 paper in the journal Nutrients, the Western diet, which is high in sugar and bad fats, and low complex carbohydrates, fiber, and healthy micronutrients is in itself a risk factor for quote unquote metaflammation or chronic metabolic inflammation, particularly in people who are overweight. Among the probable mechanisms is that poor diet alters the composition of intestinal microbiome, encouraging the production of microbial toxins, including lipopolysaccharide. Obesity can increase the gut's permeability to those toxins known as gut leakiness, allowing them to be released into the bloodstream when the body senses extra lipopolysaccharides and induces an inflammatory response from the immune cells. So in your gut, your intestine, there is a cellular wall and basically when that that wall can become leaky from the inflammation and then those things that are inside your gut if you're consuming bad foods or whatever can leak into your bloodstream and cause inflammation in other places just then in the gut um, some people suggested that those cytokines can travel through your gut to your spine to your brain and cause different issues up there like depression anxiety um, I just don't know how much truth there is to that, but to me, it makes sense. Um, while diet can be harmful and inflammatory, good nutrition can help reduce some of the damage caused by obesity-related issues. Some nutrients, including omega-3 fatty acids, can work to diminish inflammation. One eating plan thought to combat chronic disease is the Mediterranean diet, which is rich in fruits, vegetables, nuts, fish, and healthy fats. This diet is thought to provide people with a host of protective compounds, including omega-3s, polyphenols, plant-based compounds with antioxidant properties. Um, just to kind of comment on that, uh, I would generally agree, but the problem with eating nuts, and this sounds like I'm being a little myopic, but just follow me along here, is that nuts are very calorically dense. So if you look at a handful of nuts, you're getting very, very energy dense calories because it's a high source of carbohydrates and fats together. So they're not very satiating and it's gonna be very, very, very easy to overconsume this. And I sound like a broken record at this point when you hear me talk about nutrition and foods that are easy to overconsume, but nuts would be one of those just because you could eat a whole jar of nuts and still feel hungry, but that's because they're so high in carbs and fats together that it kind of overrides your body's natural satiety cues. There's certain foods that are high in protein and high in fat or high in protein, high in carbs, or just carbohydrate alone that are very satiating. And they're going to generally, you know, complement to satiety. Fruits are great for satiety, like oranges, strawberries, um, even pineapples, because they have a lot of water, water and fiber. So that water and fiber takes up a lot of room while being very calorically, um, very low in calories. So it takes up a lot of room in your gut and makes you feel fuller faster. Um, protein's also very satiating. Like if you look at leaner meats, 
you have to chew them a lot and you know protein's only four calories per gram so if you get a lot of protein then once again it's going to take up a lot of room in your gut and it's also going to use about um 30 of those calories just to digest it so just a little bit of pushback on the uh nuts I, I it's not that i think nuts are inherently bad it's just once again it's it's calories that are just very easy to overconsume. it's the same deal with sugar sweet beverages or um you know like mcts or butter because they're not very satiating it's just easy to down a lot of those calories without getting any benefits necessarily unless you're kind of looking for that extra energy but just kind of tell people to avoid those things once again just because they're very very easy to overconsume. um continuing on here greenberg says more research is needed to determine whether supplements including fish oil fiber prebiotics and probiotics can work to reduce inflammation boost immunity and reverse chronic conditions associated with obesity such as diabetes most try and true approach, though not an easy one, is weight loss. He says, and a small amount can make a difference. They don't have to be at their ideal body weight, Greenberg says. Even losing 5 to 10% of a person's weight really helps improve their metabolic profile. So actually, yeah, we see this a lot in different um, bouts of research. You have a lot of um, health and wellness people talk about this. If you just lose that 5 to 10% of your body weight. So once again, going back to 200 pounds, if you lose 10 to 20 pounds, you will actually see, I believe it's like 70% of the benefit comes from just that amount of weight. That is huge. And everybody can do that. It's not like putting a man on the moon to just lose 10 to 20 pounds. It's really not. So once again, refer back to some of my earlier podcasts and some of the information that I've put out there, my guests have put out there on how to improve your overall health. I mean, it's so it's such a low barrier to entry. And hell, even if you just don't know, you're curious, shoot me a message, K-M-A-T-O-V-C-I-K on Twitter, Kalmatovic on Facebook, um, and I'll do whatever I can to help you get on your journey to health. Um, exercise, even in modest amounts, can also help to reduce inflammation. According to a 2017 study published in Brain, Behavior, and Immunity, a 20-minute session of treadmill walking can stimulate an anti-inflammatory response. Impaired immune function is just one reason obesity raises the risks of COVID-19, type 2 diabetes, which so often accompanies obesity, also complicates COVID as does restricted breathing, another consequence of a high BMI, a healthy diet, weight management, and exercise can help fortify the body in best of times. And they're even more critical during a pandemic. I will link this below. We're going to read through one more paper. Um, this one, actually, we won't read through this paper, but I'll just kind of read the conclusions. If you want to read through this, I'll link it below. But um, just a real quick touch on some of this stuff here. Um, when you have a higher BMI and you're a larger human, your neck gets bigger, right? And this happens in bodybuilders as well your neck becomes heavier. So when you lay on your back, you actually collapse your airway and you have difficulties breathing when you're sleeping, which um, can contribute to just a whole host of issues. Like think about if you're gasping for air, basically put your hand on your throat and try to suffocate yourself and imagine breathing like that for eight hours straight. That's kind of what happens when you sleep. So losing the weight, maybe you can get a CPAP machine, which bodybuilders do, um, may just help you out and give you a night or day difference on your overall health. So um, let me make sure I got this right. Um, this paper is um, COVID-19 and obesity, the role of ectopic, visceral, and epicardial adipose tissues in myocardial injury. 
Um, there's a lot of freaking grandiose stuff. I mean, this is like deep science stuff. I was breezing through here. <laughs> I was like, whoa, I like don't even understand some of this stuff. But um, it is important. We'll just kind of read the summary and then we'll get rock and rolling. Uh, the conclusion here, obesity is a major risk factor for COVID-19. Identifying patients with obesity who are at a high risk of ICU needs is crucial. Multiple studies have demonstrated that the ectopic fat accumulation, especially EAT, is a major driver of COVID-19 severity in such patients. This unique, potentially inflamed EAT depot may plant a direct role, play a direct role in COVID-19 cardiac injury, acting as fuel through a specific anatomical contact with the myocardium and its inflammatory status. Large studies with systematic evaluation of EAT volume and CT scan attenuation together with evaluation of pulmonary involvement are needed. Deep learning algorithms leading to new fully automated three-dimensional methods for the measurement of EAT will help improve clinical risk stratification. Um, I want to make sure that I read this for people kind of breezing through here. Um, we'll find EAT one more time. Um, EAT is an ectopic fat depot located between the myocardium and the visceral per pericardium in close contact with coronary vessels. So basically those are the vessels around your heart and going out of veins. Um, we'll stop the share there. We'll kind of wrap up here. So yeah, I, I just want people to understand that if you are obese, once again, this is an independent risk factor for greater disease outcome. And if we want to have a overall healthier society where we're not as susceptible to this pandemic or pandemics in the future, then we should do everything that we can to educate people and encourage them in the right direction to improve their metabolic health and their overall health and reduce their adipose tissue, right? Which is strictly their fat tissue. Um, I've made plenty of videos on this before, but once again, 10 minute walks after meals are great. Um, that's been shown to be twice as effective as metformin for lowering blood sugar, as well as um, assisting in digestion and just burning calories. It's just simple movement that anybody can do. Um, getting more protein in, making protein more the center of your diet rather than just like an ancillary thing. And that's not, you know, just down a protein shake or um, things like that, or at a protein bar and let's get some good animal foods in there, right? I don't think animal foods are the enemy. Some people may argue with me, but you're wrong. <laughs> um, even grains or some dairy, that stuff's good too. And that's highly, um, bioavailable proteins in there that are going to be very satiating and help you um, lose weight because you're going to build more lean mass and that lean mass is going to contribute to your daily energy expenditure. So I, I just wanted to put this out there because a lot of people were talking about it. Um, it's a hot topic right now with COVID and not a lot of people are really hitting it. And I felt like, you know, I should kind of talk about this. So um, thanks everybody for listening. Check out the studies mentioned below. And um, until next time, everybody, take care. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, 
Click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.